From Chicago, it's the Old St. Pat's podcast series, Currents, Awakening to the Flow of Spirit in Our Lives. Today we welcome Father Bill O'Shea. Father O'Shea has been a visiting priest for Old St. Pat's since 2007, and on this episode, talks to us about prayer and how it's been a tool for him throughout his entire religious life. From his story, you'll notice themes that apply to our everyday lives right now. We're in a time where we can't see our friends and family, so we use tools like text, calls, and video chats to stay connected. It's very important we do this because relationships take work in order for them to stay fresh. So just as we want to stay connected with our friends, we want to stay connected with God. And our tool to communicate with God is prayer. Sometimes we don't know exactly what to say, so thankfully there are many different types of prayer. The rosary, meditations, and prayer books, to name a few. Prayer allows us to freely express our hopes, dreams, fears, and anxieties. Sometimes prayer is just listening, noticing what God has to say, because, after all, prayer is a conversation, and a conversation is an exchange. If you have a difficult time sitting in silence listening, read the Psalms, just like Father O'Shea does in his story. Through these words, God is speaking directly to you. As St. Teresa the Little Flower said, For me, Prayer is an aspiration of the heart. It is a simple glance directed to heaven. It is a cry of gratitude and love in the midst of trial as well as joy. Finally, it is something great, supernatural, which expands my soul and unites me to Jesus. So no matter how simple the prayer, we can use it as a tool to talk with God. Here's Father O'Shea. Years ago, most priests had a relationship to their bravery not unlike that in a marriage. Sometimes love, sometimes hate, sometimes benign neglect, or even a divorce. The bravery or divine office is the daily prayer of an ordained priest or deacon. It's based on a monastic model. One reads or recites the 150 Psalms, other excerpts from scripture, scores of hymns, and selections from ancient homilies. Well, like many other Catholic things, a lot changed after the Second Vatican Council, 62 to 65. A priest friend of mine put it like this. Do you remember when it used to mean standing in front of the headlights and 20 minutes to 12 to finish? To now, nothing? My own trajectory with the office was like this. A priest mentor had given me a set, four books, in Latin, of course, before I was even ordained a deacon. He had annotated it, and I enjoyed using it. And at the seminary, after ordination to the diaconate, it was easy to say, with lips and tongue, as they said, the office. Once I got to a parish, it was not as easy. On one day off, I went to visit a classmate at a parish on the near north side. I thought we could pray together, but when I got back to my rectory that evening, I had no book. But I still had the other three. Then came the English version, much shorter, only one volume, but what was missing were the annotations and the Latin hymns that introduced each hour. You may remember Panis Angelicus, Tantumerco, Adoro te devote, those were familiar to most preconciliar Catholics. 
The English substitute hymn seemed very banal. There was lots of benign neglect. But, I used to tell myself, if I ever get back to Rome, I'm going to buy a new set of the Latin breviary, a quite revised version, shorter with newly translated psalms and hymns, had been issued in 1983. And so, in 1992, there I was in Rome. A Joliet seminarian pointed me to the bookstore across from St. Peter's Square and gulp, for 400 U.S. dollars, I had my complete set. Now, it's not used every day, but especially since my retirement in 2007, Laud's morning prayer and Vesper's evening prayer have been much more part of my life. And many of the Latin hymns can be found on YouTube. When we were in the major seminary, 56 to 63, someone wrote a book, the Psalms are Christian prayer. It was a quasi-apologetic for why so much of our daily prayer was from the Old Testament. One of the Latin hymns put it, Nos sumus verus Israel. But we are not the true, and the Psalms are Jewish in origin and universal in meaning. When I pray them today, sometimes I think about my own situation Sometimes I pray in the name of deceased classmates, the state of our city. When the Psalms talk about Jerusalem, I think Chicago, our country, or our world. Somehow each Psalm seems relevant and appropriate. St. Paul put it this way in his letter to the Romans. We Christians are a branch grafted on the tree that was and is the true Israel. Pope Pius XII once wrote, We are all spiritual Semites. No, we are not all Semites. But we do share, how shall I put it, the same religion. The Psalms begin with what we today might call creation theology and proclaim the very same divine activity that we experience, that every person experiences. In our lives, we make the same moves as Moses' little band, from slavery to freedom, from self-love to self-giving, from alienation to reconciliation. I sometimes think we priests might have been able to escape from so many of our self-inflicted wounds if we had been more faithful to the Psalms. I remember one of my classmates, as we were leaving the seminary after ordination, saying to me, I think daily Mass and the office will be able to keep me going. He had his troubles, but he's still in the league. I am too. Thank you to Father O'Shea for being on today's episode, and thank you for listening. For more information about resources available at Old St. Pat's, please visit our website at oldstpats.org. To stay up to date with new episodes, please follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. I'm Kate Anderson. You've been listening to the Old St. Pat's Podcast.